This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome into another edition of the Maize and Brew podcast here on maizeandbrew.com. I am site producer, managing editor, whatever you want to refer to me as. Anthony Broom here with you once again. A special little fireside chat, if you will. I sit here on Thursday evening, chill vibes at Maze and Brew HQ. I don't have a fireplace, so it's not a fireside chat, but uh, it is quiet. It is nice to get back on here, reconnect. I know my presence on the podcast have been a little bit inconsistent lately because it's the summer and everyone has stuff going on. And, you know, frankly, when it comes to the football team, a lot of you guys really don't want to talk about them right now anyways, but uh, we're here today. Um, I'll just kind of get right into it here. Earlier this week, I went to Discord, which if you don't know what our Discord is, I will post the link to that in the description below. Uh, it's basically just kind of a, you know, think the comment section on the website, but it's it's a little more like message boardy. It's It's more of a chat room. It's more, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but... It's another place that we connect with you guys. We're also on YouTube and growing that channel. Some good growth over there lately with the game streams and obviously what Steven ossentowski has been doing. But, yeah, so I went to Discord. And I actually promised this podcast earlier this week, but there were some scheduling conflicts. Sometimes that happens. Um, you do what you can. You get through it. So have a smattering of questions. This won't be a long show. It's more, like I said, a laid-back chat. Um you know, pour yourself a beverage. If it's the morning, have a cup of coffee with me. I don't drink coffee, but, you know, you can enjoy it with me nonetheless. So, we're just going to hop right into it here. 
A uh, little bit of basketball today, a little bit of recruiting, a little bit of transfer portal, and uh, you know some football as well. So we'll get right into it. I'll start with Rich also. Thanks for the question, Rich. He says, what basketball player are you most excited about? It doesn't have to be a new guy. I'm going to go with a new guy, and my pick would be Caleb Houston. That might be the basic pick, given that he's the top-ranked player in the top-ranked recruiting class in college basketball for the 2021 cycle. But, you know, really, when you sit here, when's the last time that Michigan had a guy that at prom, at his senior prom, he's a lottery pick? before he even steps on campus. Caleb Houston's that guy, and, and he killed it over in uh, over in the FIBA games playing for Team Canada. That's right, got a little bit of a Canadian flavor to Michigan basketball once again. Uh, I'm excited about him because I think what he does is I think he's going to be able to slide in and play kind of that Isaiah Livers role, a guy who can play the three or the four, maybe in a small ball lineup. They play him at the five, though I don't think so. He's more of a wing to me. Um, you know, I don't know if he's going to be a 50, 40, 90 guy like, like livers was, but again, I, I think you look at freshmen, sometimes they're a little green. They're a little inexperienced. They're a little indecisive. They're not quite as sometimes it takes time, but you know, you're a five-star guy. Typically speaking, when you're a five-star in the recruiting rankings, that's someone saying you have a chance to be a lottery pick or at least a first-round pick. And I think at last check, Caleb was the number eight player in the country. I could be wrong there. We are a 24-7 sports composite podcast here. You know, it takes all the recruiting sites and puts them in a blender, and that's the rating you get. So when people move the goalposts and say, oh, well, he's a four-star on Rivals, but he's a three-star everywhere else, I let the composite tell the story. So, uh, But Caleb Houston, yeah, I think he's, you know, he, he's one of those guys – you think he's probably – I would think he's a one-and-done. I wouldn't be surprised if he was a two-and-done. I guess it depends on how the year goes. But usually when those lottery pick guys come onto a team, like it's supposed to be a showcase for them. They're there to show off for NBA scouts. They're there to get to the league. They are there to you – know, it's basically a tryout for the NBA. But he's a guy I think, like Isaiah Livers, uh, makes everyone better around him. And I think – will not only be able to get his own offense, but also get other people involved too. So uh, outside of Hunter Dickinson, who I think the stage is set for a huge year for him, outside of a lot of those second-year guys, your your Terrence Williams, your your Zeb Jacksons, and, and the other freshmen, the freshmen that are coming in. I mean, they have a couple top 50. I mean, Musa Diabate, I think, is a top 15 guy. Kobe Bufkin, Frankie Collins are top 50 guys. So... Yeah, there's a lot to like here, but I'm I'm going with chalk at the top of the board. I'm going with Caleb Houston. So thanks, Rich, also for the question. Uh, we got a few and we got a lot in here. This this I'm just gonna make this a I don't know how to say this username. It's Q E D Q E D Q E D, and we got a lot in here from him. So I'm just gonna make this the Q E D question rapid fire segment. I believe he's referring to football. I don't know if it's a he or she, they, whoever it is. Um, What's a realistic preseason ranking in your opinion? I assume he's talking about the football team. Yeah, I mean, I know if anyone's been following the NCAA game streams, the roster in that game somehow spits out number 16 in the country. Uh, For me, knowing knowing what we do know about this team, 
seeing how they played last year, looking what's on the roster, you know, considering the questions that they have. I'm saying, and people might, this is where it gets interesting. Some people will tell me I'm too low on the team. Some people will tell me I'm being a homer, but I think somewhere in that like 25 to 30 range right now, knowing what we know about them feels about right. You know, they still recruit well. I think in a normal year, in a normal offseason, they are competently coached enough to be a top 25 team. So we'll see that. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, another question from QED, QED, QED. Can you comprehend why it seems like we're not chasing any linebackers in the portal? Well, I know they went after a couple guys. There was, uh, I'm not sure if they were in on Kovaris Crouch, who winds up at Michigan State. Um, Henry Tutu, I believe is, is his name, uh, wound up. He transferred from Tennessee and went to Alabama. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, you know, anyone who looks at, and this is why Michigan isn't a huge transfer destination, is because, you know, think of the Xavier, Xavier Worthy situation where uh, I know he wasn't a transfer, but there are some stringent policies with admissions and academics gets involved and it's just it's kind of a mess it's kind of a nightmare uh, I think overtures were made for certain players and I don't think that uh, them missing out on guys is for lack of effort but you know this program has a lot of questions right now too with, with, when it comes to the admissions process when it comes to what's this defense going to be what's it going to look like there are just a lot of questions there and I think you're going to have a better idea of what their needs are on the defensive side of the ball when you see how these guys react to a new system. So uh, I don't think it's a lack of effort, but uh, it's a lack of results, and that's disappointing. So, okay, here we go. Uh, What's your – this is another one. QED, QED, QED. What's your favorite and least favorite part about running the show at Maze and Brew? I've never really thought about that in depth before. I mean, my favorite part is the people, the people we connect with on social media, when we've done events, which we will be doing this fall. We're still working on that. Uh, Connecting with people in person. I mean, it's very flattering when people say they read your stuff, they enjoy the site. I mean, that means means the world to me. It means the world to my staff. Um, And, you know, I talk about the contact, talk about the connections with people uh, one of my favorite things is is the staff I have too. I mean, some of these guys are are not just people that work with me; they are are people I consider peers and really good friends and guys that their opinion and their ideas and their creativity it it, it matters to me. It holds weight with me. So that's my favorite thing. I think is connecting with the people, connecting with the fan base. Um, obviously, I've been pretty lucky. Some would argue it, it's not luck, but I, I've been to some pretty big games. I've seen some pretty big moments for both the football team and the basketball team. I went to a bowl game a couple years ago, which was a first-time experience for me. Um, and looking forward to more of that stuff moving forward as the world kind of gets back into normalcy, if that's what we want to call it. I don't know. But, yeah, uh, least favorite part? Hmm. I think... Probably my least favorite part about running the site is, I mean, anytime you run anything on a big platform, and we have a big platform, we, I think we're we're over forty thousand likes on Facebook, and that's a toxic place in its own right. 
We have, I think, almost 33,000 Twitter followers. I mean, I personally, this isn't me patting myself on the back. We're just doing the analytics here. I have over whatever it is, 6,500 Twitter followers. I think the thing that has always kind of bothered me is like the bigger a project gets, the more eyeballs you have on it, the more kind of detractors and toxicity and, and negativity there is. And when you add in, I mean, let's call let's call a spade a spade here. The football program is the flagship. It's the flagship of the Michigan Athletic Department. It is the flagship of what we cover here. It is, I mean, no matter what we do, the basketball team could win a national title. But I'm telling you, the the recruiting article from mid July might outdo that, and it's just the nature of of you know, what the interests are with the majority of the fan base. And I'm not, I'm not telling you what you should be interested in. I'm not saying that, but you know, anytime you, you run something that has, that's on a big platform, you do have detractors and you do have, I mean, it's just impossible for everyone, for you to have a, a universal approval rate. Um, and there's been, you know, sometimes people will say things that, that roll off of you and other times, People will say things about your work that, I mean, I won't lie, it hurts. It cuts It cuts deep, and you have to have thick skin, and you have to um, be able to laugh it off and, and know that you go into it with the, the idea, with the perspective that the bigger something gets, the more of a following something has, the more negativity you're going to hear from people. So it's, it's the nature of the job, but, um, you know, the toxicity of social media and of you know, fans with poop in their pants about a loss or missing something on the recruiting trail or whatever it is that does bum me out sometimes. And that's where you have to, there's, you strike a balance. You have to step away. Um, too much screen time is bad. You know, at the end of the day, when I close my laptop, I have to go do anything else, whether it's play guitar, whether it's walk my dog, whether it's go on the treadmill. So, um, those are healthy things to do, though. Um, but yeah, the negative, the negativity, the, the toxicity of social media in general um, can kind of just put a bad taste in my mouth sometimes. So um, thank you so much for that question. I appreciate that. Um, that was our little QED, QED, QED segment. You can let me know on Discord how I'm supposed to pronounce that. But I do appreciate um, you taking the time to answer, ask some questions here. So. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist. And if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. 
Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Uh, we're moving on now to Vincent Life, who asked, would you be more surprised if Alan Bowman or Cade McNamara starts? Um, well, Cade, Na- Cade McNamara is the starter right now. They named the starter out of spring football. He's your guy. Uh, this is, I think this is notable in that even when we, we've known who the starter was going to be. I think in 2015, we went into that season with the understanding that Jake Rudock was going to start for Michigan. Um, you know, the spring game, I believe, was like Shane Morris against Alex Malzone, or maybe Wilton Spate was in there too. So, like, I think we kind of had an idea that the guy with starting experience from Iowa was going to have the job. But we didn't know until someone took the first snap in that game against Utah. Now, the pace sites, I'm sure, I'm sure had the scoop before everyone else. But the majority of people, the majority of fans, other than hearsay and and message board fodder we didn't know until they took the field to a certain extent same deal in 2016 2017 um i think we figured it'd be wilton again but we know what happened there 2018 we knew it was going to be shea patterson but they still played coy 2019 again we knew it would be shea patterson but still played coy 2020 we saw how that went I guess the point I'm trying to make, this is a roundabout way of me saying, they've never in April said, oh, so-and-so is our starting quarterback before. So if Alan Bowman does start, I think I'd be pretty surprised by that. And anyone who's listened to these podcasts, who's watched the streams, who has been on social media with us, I think my take on Alan Bowman is pretty clear. I think he was brought in to be insurance for J.J. McCarthy? more so than insurance for the starting quarterback job. Now, if he starts, it, t- it tells you one of two things, right? It's either that he outshined guys that we think are known commodities, question mark, or it means that Cade was bad and JJ wasn't ready. So, um, but I think Cade is ready to play. I think JJ, um, I think he'll get his four games and get his red shirt. But I think if someone has to be thrust into action, Bowman might be that first guy off the bench. But uh, I do believe that Cade McNamara will start. I don't know if that's really going to change, and I think that's a good thing for Michigan. So that's what I would go with there. So uh, Vincent Life, thank you for the question. Uh, The next one, this might be our last batch of questions. In fact, before that, this is from Venom who follows up. This might be a better question. Would you be more surprised if Bowman or J.J. McCarthy starts? I think if we're talking September 4th opener, I would be more surprised if J.J. McCarthy started. That said, if Cade gets hurt in October, let's say he gets hurt against Nebraska, or I'm hoping I don't manifest this. Usually I'm a reverse jinx person, but... Who knows? Negative energy finds its way to the surface sometimes. I think if later in the season, I think later in the season, I think is when, if something were to occur, that's when J.J. McCarthy is quote-unquote unleashed. So 
I think start the op- to start the opener. If there's a scenario where Cade McNamara doesn't start, I think it's probably more likely to be Bowman, but we'll see. So thanks Venom for following up with that one. Uh, this one, and this is probably where, let me see my time here. We're at about 17 minutes. This is where I'll probably close this one out. Uh, there are two here. Uh, well, Cameron 570 asked three questions. Uh, one of them, he talked about Caleb Houston, or he asked about Caleb Houston. I kind of hit on that at the beginning of the show. I think he's going to be good. Which freshman receiver do you think will surprise people? I think that Andrell Anthony, Michigan has a way of, when we think there's a wide receiver who might be ready to play early on, it might be his lower-ranked peer that winds up being the guy that gets some, some more playing time. Andrell Anthony had a, or Andrell Andrell, I should probably get clarification on this, being the professional that I am. He had a good spring. There's been some good feedback on him. I think that uh, you might you might see him a little bit. And uh, Christian Dixon is someone, I, you know, the thing about, this is the thing about Jim Harbaugh, is that if they think a guy can play, they don't really care about the red shirt, especially if you are able to add some kind of benefit to the, special teams. So I think both those guys are play. I don't, I don't think any of those guys are going to red shirt. I don't really think they're deep enough to red shirt. So yeah, I, it's hard to say because a lot of times who breaks out as a wide receiver might depend on who the quarterback is. And we're not hundred percent sure who that is. Uh, the last one from Cameron and probably where we get out of here tonight is Supposedly, the Kings are promising a draft slot to Franz Wagner. Any thoughts about that? Um, I'll be honest with you. I don't know a ton about the Sacramento Kings other than the only time they've ever been a franchise that had any type of hope is when Chris Webber was there. So we have that connection to them. Franz there, I don't know if I'm crazy about that fit. I actually did a podcast, which... When it comes out, I'll tweet it out. I did a guest hit with someone uh, with a Knicks podcast talking about Franz as a pro prospect and the teams he might fit best with. I mean, I think at the next level, Franz is probably like a secondary playmaker. You know, he's not someone who I think is going to create a ton of his own offense at the next level, but we know how good he is defensively and we know how good of a passer he is. So, to go to a place like Golden State, who has seven and fourteen, uh, Sacramento picks at nine. That that probably would be, you know, that's probably where we're kind of start to being on Franz Vot. Vot. I almost said Franz Vach because of the W. I'm used to saying Wagner. Franz Vach, yeah. Uh, New Orleans would be cool uh, to play with Zion, Charlotte with Lamelo Ball. Um, Franz also seems like a guy that could go to the Spurs. And have one of those like 10 to 15 year careers. Because that's just what they do there. But I think the range on him is probably somewhere from 7 to 14. I don't know if he makes it past the Warriors at 14. I would think I'd be kind of surprised by that. But if it's Sacramento, cool. I mean, we'll root, we'll root for him. But I just feel like going to Sacramento is like the Bermuda Triangle of the, the NBA. So, well, that is all the questions from Discord. Again... Uh, Discord's a lot of fun. We're going to be using it for in-game stuff, for, for chat stuff. 
I will have the link to that posted in the description below. It's on Twitter. It's everywhere. So here's the thing. Usually this is the part of the podcast where we do, oh, here's where you find us on social media. Find, take okay, take TikTok out of the equation. Type in Maze and Brew on any other social media platform. Okay, I guess TikTok and we're not on OnlyFans either, but I don't know if that's social media. I don't know if that counts, but we're wherever you are on social media. So type in Maze and Brew, you'll find us. Same deal with wherever you get your podcasts. We're there. Maze and Brew Podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever. There's probably, you know, um, some weird sounding thing that's an app that our podcast is on. I don't know. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Anthony T. Broom uh, because I can't get my regular handle. I, I would love to have the handle at Anthony Broom. Some egg account has it. I've been trying to get to it for years. It's not available. So Anthony T. Broom on Twitter is where you can find me. And like I said, if the tweets are bad, it means that I've been hacked. So, you know, it is what it is. That's going to do it for me here on a Thursday evening going into Friday. I appreciate all your questions. Be back on somewhat of a normal podcast schedule next week. Actually, you're going to start getting bonus content too in the lead up to the season. Me and Luke Giardi are making our return to the platform uh, in a little bit of a different way, but giving you something nonetheless. So thanks for listening. Thank you for the questions, and we'll talk again soon.